You may have heard it said and perhaps even read it on a marquee outside a church building that God loves you. However, it is important to understand that God is just not capable of love, but He is love. Let's dive into what this means in the Bible and how it impacts us personally on today's episode of the Glowing Coals Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Glowing Coals. But before we start, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to click that subscribe button to keep up with my latest content. And don't forget to click the bell for further notifications. And as always, if you enjoy this content, please hit the like button, which will help push this content out to more people. I'm sure most of you have heard the popular hymn written by Anna B. Warner called, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know for the Bible tells me so. However, how can we be certain that God truly loves us? The answer lies in the fact that if through God's love He created all things, then His very nature must be love. And if we understand that God is love, we can be assured of His unfailing and unconditional love for us. This is where our assurance lies. Now, let's examine some scripture that support this claim. Beginning with a well-known verse in John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In this verse, we see that God loves the world. In fact, He loves His creation so much that, despite its fallen state due to the sin of Adam and Eve, he redeemed it along with mankind through His Son, Christ Jesus. If Christ was willing to leave heaven and be born as a man to redeem us, then we can certainly trust in the fact that God loves us. Knowing this simple truth, our natural response should be to love Him and to love one another, as it states in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love because He first loved us. God's love goes so much further than just saving us, by also adopting us as His children. You may have heard it said that we are all God's children, whether it be from the lips of a politician, singer, actor, or any other influencer. But let me assure you that this is far from the truth. While we may all be God's creation, we are not automatically considered His children. Only those who have put their faith in Christ been cleansed of their sin and made right with God can rightfully make that claim. For it states in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. In this verse, John calls those who do not know Christ the world. Paul also confirms this in Romans chapter 9, verse 8 through 9. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. The promise Paul refers to is extended to those who have faith in God, just like Abraham. Let's look at some verses that proves 
God loves us. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8 through 10, it says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. To further demonstrate that we can trust in God's love and that he is love, let's look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 15 through 16. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So, let's summarize. God is love, and because of his love, he created the heavens, the earth, and everything in it, including us. We have the capacity to love because God created us in his image. Through his love, God implemented a plan to rescue us from the consequences of the fall, allowing us to have eternal fellowship with him. When we accept Christ's forgiveness, we are now able to freely love him and are also commanded to love one another. For Jesus says in John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And when we share the good news with others, if people can witness that we are his disciples through our love, they will believe not just because of our words, but because of the love that originates from him. My prayer is that if you do not know Christ, I urge you to seek him now and receive his forgiveness for your sins before it's too late. Jesus paid the price for your sins on the cross out of his great love for you so that you don't have to. By accepting his sacrifice, you can become a child of God and experience everlasting life with him. However, the alternative is to die in your sins and be eternally separated from him, facing the consequences of your own sins. Do not let that be your fate. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God willing, God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Please tell others about this podcast by rating us and leaving a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other platforms. If you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And don't forget to click the bell for future notifications.